Domine, libernos. O Lord, deliver us from the lightning and the trumpet. O Lord, deliver us from the scourge of the earthquake. O Lord, deliver us from plague, famine, and war. O Lord, deliver us from the place of ground zero. O Lord, deliver us from the fall of the strontium. O Lord, deliver us from the reign of the cobalt. O Lord, deliver us from the fall of the cesium. O Lord, deliver us from the curse of the fallout. O Lord, deliver us from the begetting of monsters. O Lord, deliver us from the curse of the misborn. O Lord, deliver us a morte perpetua, domine liberanos. O Lord, deliver us. O Lord, deliver us. Every dream in their hearts was gone, 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 gone. Had it for 
and welcome to the third session of Waiting for the Tape to Run. I'm your host Victoria and I'm coming to you from Melbourne. Hope that you've all had a uh, good year, new end of year and are enjoying the new year. I'm sorry I've been a bit slack lately but I'll pick up a game and make sure I do more of these sessions. Anyway, let's start the show. Well, we've already started the show. Well, we started the show with um, a track from the space lady. Um, now she's a pretty interesting character. Her name is Susan Dietrich and pretty much she was a political exile uh, back in the 70s. Her and her husband, uh, they kind of uh, went underground, took to the streets because he'd been uh, drafted 
um, the Vietnam War was still going on and they were just trying to hide from Nixon. Anyway, they'd sell their art and uh, then Susan um, found this uh, piano accordion. So she picked it up and she started uh, pretty much playing for a supper. Um, so yeah, she actually did pretty well and uh, the response uh, on the streets was, you know, pretty awesome. So she um, gave up the accordion. Actually, she'd earn like 80 bucks a day doing rush hour all the way through on this accordion. Anyway, um, so then she um, had a bit of money. So she got this um, Casio Tone, uh, the MT40, and uh, her and her husband, they um, pretty much mic'd her um, vocals through an echo unit. And uh, they crowned her with like a winged helmet and put like um, sparkling lights on her and shit. And then the um, response was overwhelming. So that kind of kicked off her career. Anyway, um, I'm hooked on her. I freaking love her. She just plays all these otherworldly kind of tracks. Um, she's still taking fan letters too. Uh, so yeah, check her out. Anyway, um, after that was a, a guy who calls himself Piers with a track called Coasting. Nice lo-fi beach sounds there. He, uh, he was originally from Cape Town and uh, now he lives in Brooklyn. And then after that, a great New Zealand band, uh, The Golden Awesome, based in Wellington. Uh, that track there was called Astronomy. They're fairly popular in NZ and um, they've played here too. So um, if you don't know about them, you should definitely check them out. But next up is one of my favourite um, male musicians of uh, the 90s, an NZ guy. This is Darcy Clay. Uh, this track's called All I Gotta Do, and that's off his album Jesus, I Was Evil. It's a sad story there. Darcy committed suicide uh, sometime in the 90s. I can't actually remember what year, but um, all of his uh, tracks are amazing, and this one in particular I adore.
everyone and welcome to the third session of Waiting for the Tag to Run. I'm your host Victoria and I'm coming to you from Melbourne. Hope that you've all had a uh, good year, new end of year and are enjoying the new year. I'm sorry I've been a bit slack lately but I'll pick up a game and make sure I do more of these sessions. Anyway, let's start the show. Well, we've already started the show. Well, we started the show with um, a track from The Space Lady. Um, now, she's a pretty interesting character. Her name is Susan Dietrich. And pretty much she was a political exile uh, back in the 70s, her and her husband, uh, they kind of uh, went underground, took to the streets because he'd been uh, drafted. Um, the Vietnam War was still going on and they were just trying to hide from Nixon. Anyway, they'd sell their art and uh, then Susan um, found this uh, piano accordion. So she picked it up and she started uh, pretty much playing for a supper. Um, so, yeah, she actually did pretty well and uh, the response uh, on the streets was, you know, pretty awesome. So she um, gave up the accordion. Actually, she'd earn like 80 bucks a day doing rush hour all the way through on this accordion. Anyway, um, so then she um, had a bit of money. So she got this um, Casio Tone, uh, the MT40. And uh, her and her husband, they um, pretty much mic'd her um, vocals through an echo unit. And uh, they crowned her with like a winged helmet and put like um, sparkling lights on her and shit. And then the um, response was overwhelming. So that kind of kicked off her career. Anyway, um, I'm hooked on her. I freaking love her. She just plays all these otherworldly kind of tracks. Um, she's still taking fan letters too. Uh, so, yeah, check her out. Anyway, um, after that was a, a guy who calls himself Piers with a track called Coasting. Nice lo-fi beach sounds there. He, uh, he was originally from Cape Town and uh, now he lives in Brooklyn. And then after that, a great New Zealand band, uh, The Golden Awesome, based in Wellington. Uh, that track there was called Astronomy. They're fairly popular in NZ and um, they've played here too. So um, if you don't know about them, you should definitely check them out. But next up is one of my favourite um, male musicians of uh, the 90s, an NZ guy. This is Darcy Clay. Uh, this track's called All I Gotta Do and that's off his album Jesus, I Was Evil. It's a sad story there. Darcy committed suicide uh, sometime in the 90s. I can't actually remember what year. But um, all of his uh, tracks are amazing and this one in particular I adore. Oh, 
lamentation for Hank Williams. If I can't finish writing a song in 10 minutes, it ain't worth the finishing, said Hank to a reporter, and a camera was busy taking pictures for Life magazine. I'll never get out of this world alive, wrote Hank in a song sung for millions at the Grand Old Opry, published by Acuff Rose Sales Incorporated, recorded by MGM Records. Flat picking his D-28, backed up by the drifting cowboys night after night and during the days, playing at picnics, rallies, supermarket gala openings. There's no dreams but bad ones, Hank told his wife Audrey, who told her lover, who told the doctor who could not heal him. Places, no longer places, velocity of faces, and he burned down, died at 29 of an overdose, kindly rocked to sleep in the back seat of his Cadillac, being driven to a concert, New Year's Day, 1953. Fleet! That's right, if you've just tuned in, you are listening to a podcast on fleetfm.co.nz. Uh, waiting for the tape to run, and my name is Victoria, and I'm coming to you from Melbourne. So, um, what you just heard there was... Lamentation for Hank Williams by the poet David Meltzer. And before that, Daniel Johnson, the dear Daniel Johnston with Devil Town. And the dear Darcy Clay with All I Gotta Do. Um, now, if you haven't listened to one of my shows before, then um, I'll just tell you that I do do a little bit of poetry. I chuck in a bit of spoken word and I also like to have... Um, a couple of religious elements coming through because my father was a leader of the spiritualist church and so I have quite a bizarre view on religion and Christianity even though the spiritualism even though spiritualist church isn't Christian at all um, it's not devil worshipping either it kind of sits somewhere in between there um, so the whole idea of cults or religion just fascinates me uh, but there isn't too much um, poetry or um, music based around religion or cults this time around. Just a couple of inklings, like, you know, inclinations, like Daniel Johnson's Devil Town. And there are a couple of other things that I'll throw in there. But, you know, I find them quite amusing. Hopefully you do too. But next up is Joe Meek with Valley of the Sarus. Thank you. 
there with Eden's Island. Um, now Eden Up There's is a really interesting cat. Uh, he actually wrote Nat King's Cole number one hit Nature Boy, um, which is pretty funny. Like um, He went to a gig and gave the music to Nat King Cole's um, producer and then uh, Nat started playing the music to a live audience and realizing that he had a hit. Anyway, it took them weeks to try and track him down because I think he was like living under the Hollywood sign or the L sign in Los Angeles or something bizarre. It was a media frenzy. Anyway, uh, that track there was called Eden's Island. Uh, before that, um, a New Zealand band called Cortina with 2001 Ways to Love Me and Joe Meek um, with a track called Valley of the Sarus. Uh, keep an eye out for a Joe Meek documentary. It's called Life and the Death of Joe Meek. Um, and it's currently playing at festivals around the world. I emailed the Melbourne International Film Festival telling them that they should look out for it. And um, the guys, the, you know, the people who produced uh, Life and the Death of Joe Meek um, just told me that uh, Melbourne Film Festival have contacted contacted them so hopefully we'll see that film playing at this year's MIF, Melbourne International Film Festival. 
Next up is a track by Donovan, who, um, even though, you know, he's a guy from the 60s, I've only just discovered him. I seem to be going backwards with my music rather than going forwards in time. Anyway, um, I found this track on this awesome little video clip that someone uh, made about the Zodiac Killer, and this was a track that was playing, and I fell in love. It's Hurdy Gurdy Man. Thrown like a star in my vast sleep I opened my eyes to take a peek To find that I was by the sea Gazing with tranquility Just then when the holy good in my Came singing songs of love. Then, when the hurdy gurdy man came singing songs Histories of ages past, unenlightened shadows cast Down through all eternity, the crying of humanity Tis then when the hurdy-gurdy man comes singing songs of love Then when the hurdy-gurdy man comes singing songs of love
If most of us were wind-up toys, could we trust the few of us that weren't to wind us up when necessary? I think not. We would be a separate, oppressed minority. Even if we were in the majority, it would still be that way. The ones that weren't wind-up toys would have the upper hand, and we would have to look out for each other, because they wouldn't. They would only wind up those that they saw fit, those that conformed to their ways.
Sheet Noise from London there with a track called Night Rider. And I'm a little bit weary about saying sheet noise because I'm living in Australia and you all know what they will hear. Um, before that I played a Bronsky beat with Infatuation and I still haven't got over my love affair with King Missile. That track was called Wind Up Toys. I guess I'll always play some King Missile. I downloaded his discography. I've got about 145 King Missile songs. Slightly obsessed there. And before that was uh, Donovan with Hurdy Gurdy Man. Next up though, um, this is William S. Burroughs talking about the tape theory. Now these experiments started not on tape recorders, but on paper. In 1959, Brian Geisen said that writing is 50 years behind painting and applied the montage technique to words on a page. And this technique had already been used in painting at that time for 50 years. It was, in fact, kind of old hat in painting. Brian copied out phrases from newspapers and magazines, then took a scissors and cut these selections into pieces and rearranged the fragments at random. And these cut-up experiments appeared in Minutes to Go in 1959. Uh, when you experiment with cut-ups over a period of time, you find that some of the cut-ups and rearranged texts seem to refer to future events. I cut up an article on, uh, written by John Paul Getty and got, it's a bad thing to sue your own father. This was a rearrangement and wasn't in the original text. And a year later, one of his sons did sue him. I mean, it's just purely extraneous information. It meant nothing to me. I had no, nothing to gain on either side. Uh, we had no explanation for this at the time. It just uh, suggesting the press, when you cut into the present, the future leaks out. But we simply accepted it and continued the experiments. The next step was cut-ups on the tape recorder, and Brian was the first to take this obvious step. Now, the first tape recorder cut-ups were a simple extension of cut-ups on paper. Uh, you record, there are many ways of doing these, but here's one way. You record, say, 10 minutes on the recorder. Then you spin the reel backwards or forwards, just like that, without recording. Stop at random and cut in a phrase. Now, of course, when you've cut in that phrase, you've wiped out what's ever there, and you have a new juxtaposition. Now, how random is random? We know so much that we don't consciously know that we know that perhaps the cut-in was not random. The operator, on some level, knew just where he was cutting in. As you know, on some level, exactly where you were and what you were doing 10 years ago at this particular time. But it, you couldn't, or uh, most of you couldn't, there are a few freaks that can, uh, make that uh, knowledge consciously available. And the same way, while you're, you're doing the tape, on some level, you, you know just exactly where your words are. Um, so cut-ups put you in touch with what you know and, and do not know that you know. Now, of course, this procedure on the tape recorder produces new words by altered juxtaposition, uh, just as new words are produced by cut-ups on paper. Well, we went on to exploit the potentials of the tape recorder, cut up, slow down, speed up, run backwards, inch the tape, that means uh, work it back and forth across the tape head, 
play several tracks at once, uh, cut back and forth between two recorders. Now here are some tapes which Brian made with all the technical facilities of the BBC in London. And they show, I think, what can be done with a human voice and one phrase. All active. Calling, calling all reactive agents. Calling all active agents. Calling all active agents. Calling all active reagents. Calling all agents reactive. Calling all reagents active. All agents active. Calling all agents reactive. Calling all active agents. Calling all agents active. Calling reagents active. All. Calling reactive all agents. Calling all reactive agents. Calling active all reagents. Calling agents all reactive. Agents calling calling all reactive. Calling agents agents. Calling 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 calling. We all calling active agents. We all active agents calling. We all agents active calling. We all calling active agents. Agents calling all reactive. Agents calling we all active. Agents calling active all re agents calling all active re agents calling reactive all agents calling active we all reactive agents all calling reactive agents all calling reactive calling agents all recalling all activations recalling activations all recalling agents active all Chick is mine. All I know is you got no money, but that's got nothing to do with the good times. But can you forgive the boy who shot you in the head? Or should you get a gun and go and get revenge? A hundred percent of
and cheese and fine white wine. Designer chic is a matter of time. Cause this is your real thing. Or is this just another thing? Sing by millions nationally. Down is etiquette. Shouting virus is really it. Thank you. 
the Dirt Bombs there covering Shari Vari. However, I think the original is also amazing. But, you know, the Dirt Bombs have made it their own there, and I, I do like that track. Um, before that was Beaches, a popular psych rock band based in Melbourne. Always appreciate a bunch of babes on guitar. And prior to that was Sonic Youth with 100%. Next up is a track from Japantha, oldie but a goodie. This is Claudia's Symptoms.
HFM. So <laughs> self-inflicted pain upon the brain. As time corrupted life's energy into a fear of death so strong. Where is the use so fancy free that dwelled so long inside of me? Where is the beat that gave me power to sing love song? Intellectual counterparts searching endlessly for knowledge of the vast unknown. Has your curiosity aroused in me this fear of death so strong that's left me feeling frightened and alone? Is this the force that drives an alcoholic to the bottle? Where he hides behind each drop of strength it takes to make his vision blur? Answer me, or free me from this wretched fear, and let me die that I may know your secret pure fear. Fear is something I can understand. For in the asphalt jungle, I was raised with this emotion stemming from each parental reprimand. With no God to praise with sincere devotion. With no promise of a heavenly home. But truth that I should face this world alone. Is there no God in the asphalt jungle? You ask with hope anew. He may well be your folks' reply, but he isn't there for you. God to you is a speeding car that rushes through the night, knocking children bleeding to the cement, blood running into the gutters while crowds huddle in fright. God is the man that fires your dad and puts your sisters in the streets selling their bodies as your mama does to get enough to eat. God... God is power over life and death, hunger and pain. Survival of the fittest is his rule. For me to say there is no God would be saying I was a fool. Yet there is love in the asphalt jungle, the greatest emotion of bliss. But beware, young heart, of the flattering word and learn to interpret the kiss. There's a kiss that begs forgiveness from a wrong word said in haste, while the kiss that says good morning is a sweeter kiss to taste. Then you'll find a kiss of sympathy, beware of its false intention. It's like the kiss of exploration and has no true direction. The kiss of thanks is a trifle kiss that means so much to time and the kiss of passion can lose control when lovers their bodies entwine but the kiss of love is the sweetest kiss for a taste of moonlight and wine there's a kiss for mother and father you'll be kissed when you're born or die the saddest kiss you will ever get is a kiss that says goodbye.
sounds of Jonathan Bree there and that track was called Booty Call and that's off um, a recent album he put it out last year called The Primrose Path and before that was an untitled track by David Ellen Coe who is was an outlaw country singer um, actually one of the first people to um, encourage him to start writing songs was uh, Screaming Jay Hawkins. They actually spent time together in prison. And prior to that was Japantha with Claudia's Symptoms. Next up is an Aussie band. Um, got some really beautiful piano in here. Uh, this is Footy with Totalitarian Calisthenics. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Thank you. 
You know, Fleet FM, you know.
that band makes me proud to be a New Zealander that is clean we've point that thing somewhere else and if you're in Auckland or sorry not Auckland New Zealand they're playing two shows um, I'm not quite sure if they're doing a tour but I know that they're playing in Wellington um, and also an Aussie band here will be playing that night at the same venue Mesa Cossa. Um, they're pretty cool uh, Mexican garage music uh, so they'll be playing that uh, venue at the after party. It's all uh, to do with Camp Hum. And then I know that they're playing a game with uh, Die Die Die, a legendary Auckland band that I love. Um, before the clean was Tuxedo Moon with a track called In a Matter of Dubbing. And then an Australian band, Footy, with Totalitarian Calisthenics, number one. Um, okay, we are almost at the end of the show. Just a few more tracks to go. Um, one of my favourite tracks now, Bush Tetras with Too Many Creeps.
going to jump in here. I don't want to shoot myself in the foot. I said that Die 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 were an Auckland band, but they're actually from Dunedin. They've just spent a lot of time in Auckland. So, uh, sorry, Mikey. Sorry, Andrew. Dunedin, represent.
And I'm in the devil's shed. <laughs> Free TFM. Miles Brown, there, a local Melbourneite. Uh, he plays a pheromone, don't you know? Um, that track there is called Electrics. Um, before that was the Astronauts with a Waitresses and Bush Tetras with Too Many Creeps. Uh, that brings us to the end of the show. But I am going to leave you with one other Australian band. Um, I don't know how long these guys have been around for, but I've only just um, gotten to know them. I I've, they've probably been around forever. Um, but, you know, like I always say, it's kind of hard in Melbourne. There's so many bands that you just kind of have to wade through them until you find one that you like, and then hopefully that connects you to another one. Oh, you know, it's like that in every scene, I guess. Um, this is None with a track called Solvents. Anyway, um, thanks for listening and putting up with my fumbling about. Um, <laughs> this is a podcast, so I could go back and tweak my uh, voice breaks if I wanted to, but I really can't be bothered. So yeah, thanks for listening to Waiting for the Tape to Run on fleetfm.co.nz and stick around for another session in about a month's time. Anyway, here's none with solvents. Ciao.